Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show here on this Wednesday, WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Joining us right now is the man. We missed him last week because I was out doing media day obligations at UVM and, and uh, UVM Women's Hoops. So joining us now is Freddie Coleman of ESPN Radio, Freddie and Fitzsimmons. Freddie, how are you? I'm well, but not as well as Vermont men's and women's basketball about to play in the big dance. They're doing extremely well. Yeah, we are very, very excited about that. The men against Marquette on Friday, the women at UConn on Saturday. They're both two. They're both the 15 seeds up against twos. Uh, it feels like the men have a better chance. If I just see the women take it on UConn, I, that just strikes me as a tough luck draw. Yeah, it is a tough luck draw, no doubt about that. But at the same time, when you have the NCAA tournament, Brady, we all know that anything can happen with somebody can get that one shining moment and whatever cliche you want to use. But Marquette, they're extremely, extremely good. They guard like their hair is on fire. They go 9-10 deep on their bench. And Tyler Kolick, one of the most magician-like basketball players in college basketball that sets everybody so well and can make big shots. So it won't be easy, but that's not to say that it can't be done, especially what we've seen with March Madness before. Yeah, it, it can be done. I think if UVM's going to do it, they're going to have to hit at least 10 threes. That is uh, one of the scouting reports that I got going into this one. It can be done, Freddie. They they shot 32 of them a couple years ago against Florida State, so similar output, 10 threes made. It's possible. Well, put it this way, that may be all well and good, but I think you probably just thought it hit 12 threes if you're going to be a Vermont basketball team because the one thing that they do extremely well is play defense. But Marquette gets so well and gets so many easy buckets in transition. That is something they're going to have to guard against. That is one thing to make shots. But you got to make sure that Marquette is not able to get easier shots on the other end. So if they can control that kind of pace and make some kind of threes with all the pressure on Marquette, then if that game is closed in the last five minutes, we'll see exactly how Marquette will have they how they have a chance to respond to that being a second seed in the region. Any upset specials you like? I can't imagine UVM is on many bracket busters uh, choices this year, but any upset specials you do like? Yeah, I like VCU number 12 seed against St. Mary's number 5 seed in the West region. I think that could be a potential upset. Another one I like is number 13 Louisiana versus number 4 Tennessee in the East region. Tennessee losing outstanding point guard, and they were struggling even when he was there before he was lost with a season of torn ACL. And we see Rick Barnes not have a lot of success where he's lost quite a last five NCAA tournament in the first round, and he's been no lower than a five seed. So that's a little bit of concern. And Louisiana, they can get up and down the floor. They got their big man inside by the name of Brown, who averages over 18 points over nine rebounds a game. So that's another potential upset. I got circled part of a 4-13 match involving Tennessee and Louisiana Lafayette. I'm rooting for Kent State. That's where my dad went. My dad and mom are going to the games in Albany uh, on Friday night. They're going to get the uh, the late two games of that. Miami and uh, Drake, I think, is the first one. And then Kent State and Indiana, the second one. So they're going to be there. I'm rooting for the Golden Flashes uh, over Indiana. Yeah, And I clearly see why, because Indiana can be very maddening. Well, they have a quality win, and then they have a mind-boggling loss. And since then, Carey is a tremendous guard for Kent State. He's the kind of guy that he can get downhill, can make plays in the paint. He's a tough guy as well. And we've seen that Indiana's really struggled with guards that can get past him on the dribble. If he's able to do that early and get other people involved, and Indiana has really struggled against those kind of guards, that could be a very difficult situation for the Hoosiers in a potential matchup against Kent State. I want to talk a lot about Aaron Rodgers in a second, but I want to ask you one NBA question. Celtics got beat the other night by the Rockets, and after the game, Jalen Brown was asked, you know, how did the Celtics get out of the funk? And he said, we got to keep building trust and we got to keep building camaraderie. And 
That was probably an innocuous comment that I'm reading too much into, but I look at it like, Freddie, we're 70 games into the season. We shouldn't be having to build those things anymore. We They should just exist at this point. Am I reading too much into it? No, I don't think you're reading too much into it at all. And I'll also say this about what he had to say. Brady, I honestly believe that the Celtics are really bored and waiting for the playoffs to get started yeah. because it's been a long grind of a season. They've had to do an injury here and an injury there. And when you've been close to the mountaintop like they were last year, we had a two games and one lead in the NBA Final Series versus Golden State, and you did not win another game. You just want to get to winning time, as Magic Johnson was called it, and they believe that when winning time happens that they're going to be ready. Now, that could be a very, very dangerous way to go about trying to get back to the NBA Finals but I believe it's going to work for the Boston Celtics because, to me, it looks like they're really, really bored. They just want to get to the playoffs and really lock in defensively and be connected that well as a basketball team that got them to the NBA Finals. I'm with you. I don't think you're reading too much into it, but I will also say that the Celtics right now, they look like a team that's ready for the playoffs to start in less than a month, and they're just really bored trying to get through the rest of the regular season. Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio, Freddie and Fitzsimmons, weeknights, 9 p.m. Hey, Freddie, all right, let's move over to the NFL. Aaron Rodgers says his intention is to play for your New York Jets. Do you think it gets across the finish line, and how are you feeling about the idea of number 12 playing in New York? I don't think there's any doubt because if you're the Green Bay Packers, this is what you've wanted for more than a minute, so you do not want to be the team that's going to keep that from happening, and then you really create an awkward situation because he's made it very, very plain that he's not retiring that one way or another he's going to play in 2023. And if you're the Green Bay Packers, and after all the things you said, especially Mark Murphy, the president, over the weekend where he said when Aaron Rodgers comes back, we'll retire his number. He's had a great career here. You've already moved on past him. So when I heard that, that clearly told me that whatever trade is in the work, all they got to do is just cross some T's and dot some I's, and it won't take that long. This is just me spitballing, Brady. I firmly believe that this trade gets done by next week. I don't think it's going to go another week, another two weeks. I think by next Tuesday or Wednesday, all the particulars will be in place and this trade will take place because now Aaron Rodgers let it be known. Yeah, this is what I want to do. And now for the Green Bay Packers, you wanted this to work. You wanted to move on from him. You can't be the sticking point in this whole deal, especially the Jets are willing to give you what you want sort of being out of your mind to make Aaron Rodgers become the New York Jet in 2023. How are you feeling as a Jets fan? Well, you know what? If you believe you're a quarterback away, you can't pass up on a guy like Aaron Rodgers because even though people want to say, what about the future, what about the future, Brady, more than ever before in modern football, the NFL is a second-by-second league. And if you believe you're a quarterback away from contending and being a championship team, then you got to swing for the fences. And that's the biggest ball out there when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. So I'll take anybody not named Zach Wilson as my quarterback in 2023. Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball backwards would be better than Zach Wilson trying to throw it forward in 2023. So if this is what it's going to be, I will take that as long as I have to see Zach Wilson under center outside of preseason football for the New York Jets a quarterback ever again. Look, I don't care about the Jets' future. I don't care about the Jets' Super Bowl odds. All I care about is the impact on the Patriots, and I think it's a significant one. The Patriots had 25% of their victories last year against the Jets. Those appear now to be harder to get, and uh, the Patriots now appear to be the worst team in the AFC East, and they appear to be one of the four worst teams in the entirety of the AFC. Yeah, I would love to disagree with you, my brother, but I really, really can't because you're spot on with that. And I'm just, it's just some mind boggling, some kind of decision they've been able to make in the offseason when it comes to personnel because you have a quarterback that I think you still believe in when it comes to Mac Jones, but yet you let Jacoby Myers, you let him go. You let John O. Smith, you let him go. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. If you believe your quarterback, why are you letting two guys that he's going to need to make this work with the Patriots? So 
whatever Patriot way they got going on there, they think that's going to work for Mac Jones, we're going to see. But those are two head-scratching decisions, letting those two guys walk out the door without anything coming back. If you're doing your Patriots, it's going to be a very interesting 2023. And if they don't have a good 2023 and they don't make the playoffs, Brady, this whispers are only going to get a lot, but yeah. Bill Belichick making the game passing him by. You know, and the thing that's interesting, too, is that the Patriots brought back a lot of their defense from last year, right? They gave Miles Bryant a contract, and they brought back Jonathan Jones, and they went, uh, they got back Jabril Peppers, and that, that's all well and good. I like those players, but it's not like, oh, we just brought back those players. Now our defense is going to be the same as it was a year ago. The Patriots scored like 100 defensive and special teams touchdowns last year, which you can't plan on replicating this year. So even though you have the same defensive players, there's a high probability the defense gets worse also. Yeah, no doubt about that, because look at everybody else getting better offensively in the AFC, where no longer do you just have to worry about Buffalo, but you got Miami, what they've been able to do so far in the offseason, re-signing their running backs. you got those two dudes in the outside and dealing wild on Tyree Kill to help your quarterback. you got to deal with Kansas City, of course. you got to deal with Jacksonville. you got to deal with the Los Angeles Chargers. And there's always another team out there that you're going to have to worry about dealing with. What if the Baltimore Ravens signed Lamar Jackson? That team was top of the AFC at a certain point in the season before he got injured. So that's a team that's to deal with. I think Pittsburgh's going to be better as well. That's another thing that just finished short of the playoff. So more than ever before, if you're the New England Patriots, your schemes only work if your players can make those schemes work. And make those schemes work, you need dudes that can do that. And to ask a lot of your defense and a running game and not try to put everything in your quarterback, I don't know if that kind of attack is going to work for the Patriots in 2023. Freddie, I'll get you out of here. I've been waiting to play this for you. So... Uh, on Saturday morning, I did a special live broadcast from uh, from UVM getting ready for the title game. And one of the guys who sat down with me was my friend Mike Tromboli. He scored 2,000 points in his career, 2,000 assists, member of the UVM Athletics Hall of Fame. If you remember, in the fall, he and I were playing, running together on the men's league hoops team. You and I would talk a lot about how I was playing, things like that. I, I asked Tromboli for an honest assessment of my game for the people. Here's what he said. I love playing with you. I love playing with you. You are, I mean, we won a championship. We did win a championship. Unde- undefeated. 10-0. And, and, we were, and, and we were the one-two combo. So, <laughs> just going to throw it out there. No, it, it was a lot of fun, and um, I, re- I really enjoyed it. Like, getting getting out there, and you you can shoot the ball. You can shoot the ball. I would say better jump shot than I have. There you go. 2,000 points, wow. 2,000 assists. That's the honest assessment that he gave. So he wasn't saying that to make you feel better because ball players don't do that. Ball players will say if they don't think he can play, they let it be known like, yeah, he ah, he ain't that good <laughs> as far as that goes. So the fact that he was able to come out there and be completely honest, I keep telling you, Brady, the best shots you take are the ones that you better take and not the ones you think <laughs> about taking. So now you've got confirmation from a guy that did that in the college level the way he was able to shoot the basketball. So he already had tickets to the championship game, so he didn't need to butter me up. So I took it as legitimate, Freddie. So I, I appreciate it, but I had to share it with you. <laughs> and you have a documented audio-wise. So <laughs> even if he tries to run away from you say, hey, wait a minute, you said that on this day. So <laughs> even if he tries to run away from it and backpedal away from it, you got it because you have it on tape. Freddie, thank you. My pleasure, Brady. We'll talk to you next week.